Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Thanks for tuning in to episode 28 of the Michiana People podcast. In this episode, I talked with Nat Fitzgerald and Joel Sanchez, who are two-thirds of the local band Spaceships. They've got a new LP. That's right, it's an LP coming out called Son of Man. We talked about that, their Indiegogo campaign, and they helped me understand some of the music genres that were super foreign to me, like math rock and shoegaze. Now, Spaceships will be performing at McCormick's Coney Island along with SM Wolf and Scanlines this Friday, September 2nd. Spaceships will also be part of the Rebel Art Fest taking place on 23rd Street and River Park on September 17th from 10 to 4 p.m. Along with Spaceships, they will have lots of local artists, DIY stuff, and local food and more music from former podcast guests like Letters from Earth and Paul Erdman, as well as Lucid Lions, Andrew Warner, Simple Math, and more. Check out this event on Facebook by typing in Rebel Art Fest in your Facebook search bar and get there because I know I'll be attending. On September 10th at Calhoun Street CS3 in Fort Wayne, the Concert of Hope to benefit Huntington's Disease Foundation will be going on. Now this show is going to feature Viseria and Shiny Shiny Black along with Addison Agent. Now I have had the pleasure of seeing both Viseria and Shiny Shiny Black and seeing them together again would be fantastic. Unfortunately I'm going to be out of town but that doesn't mean you can't go. Now Fort Wayne is just a hop skip and a jump from you and the Huntington's Disease Foundation is a very important one to support. The tickets are just seven bucks in advance and ten dollars at the door and you can get them at concertofhopehd.com that's concertofhopehd.com spend your seven bucks go see two great bands and a 14 year old singer-songwriter that is just really going places this will be totally worth it for you and you'll be helping out uh, the Huntington's Disease Foundation as well. Now if you're listening to this on Wednesday as I'm putting it out as a special episode, you've still got time to get tickets for the Kurt Braunohler show this evening at 8 p.m. at the Drop Comedy Club. Tickets are just 10 bucks each and a 17 and up show. Kurt has been seen on Chelsea Lately. Bob's Burgers, Conan, and At Midnight. He's also got a live album out on the label Kill Rock Stars. All you gotta do to get tickets is go to dropcomedyclub.com and order those tickets and get there at 8 o'clock. It's gonna be worth it. I've watched some of his YouTube videos and he is hilarious. Okay, so by now you know I work at Mapletronics and I have a bunch of stuff to read here, but I'd rather just say if you would like to talk to me, I've been at Mapletronics for 11 years, so I kinda know what's going on. If you'd like to talk to me about your network, specifically about productivity, security, and business continuity, which basically means are you getting a good backup, just give me a call. Uh, call me at 574-537-5838 and that's my direct line. You will talk to me. I will come out and talk to you and I won't charge you anything for it. You can also go to mapletronics.com forward slash Michiana people 
to get a free gift, which is some antivirus for you. Check out the website to see what we do, or just give me a call. Once again, my number is 574-537-5838. Our other big sponsor is Vala Marketing, and they are my sponsor because Grant put together my logo, my website, and helps me with everything I do. He recently videoed a podcast that I recorded that will be up soon. He works very hard for his clients, and he will work very hard for you. If you want to give Grant a call, call him at 574-606-6696, or email him at grant at valamarketing.com. That's V-A-L-A marketing.com. He will work with you. He'll take a look at where you are as far as social media, your website, your logo, and find out where you want to go. Give you a clear path on what to do to use social media and your website to get more folks in the door. So once again, give Grant a call at 574-606-6696 or email him at granitevalamarketing.com. I hope you enjoy this special episode featuring Nat and Joel from Spaceships. I really enjoyed talking to them. I really enjoyed learning what uh, shoegaze is all about. So give it a listen and make sure you check out Spaceships where they're performing. Welcome to the Michiana People Podcast. I am sitting here in Nat Fitzgerald's house with Joel Sanchez, which is two-thirds of Spaceships. Mm-hmm. Thanks for being on the show, guys. Yeah. That's and thanks on. for inviting me in. I appreciate it. Before we start recording, I told you guys that I finally had the opportunity this morning to crank dry bones mm-hmm. to the volume level that I think it should be listened to. Yeah, probably should. And it's just it's just really, really good. And I like a real wide variety of music and I did catch a little bit of the radio head in there, but what really got me was how layered your sound is for a three-piece band. I mean, it really has a lot of depth to it. Yeah. And that song, man, it just blew me away. So that, that that's going to be your first... It's the first opening release. track, yeah. Yeah, that's your main track on the new album. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's, it's the, the lead-in, I guess. Right. And, and the new album's called Son of Man. Yeah. Right. And you are actually working on a vinyl pressing for this, right? Yeah. It was... One of the dreams I had uh, on the last record to press it to vinyl, and as I started looking into, I mean, not even getting to the cost aspect yet, mm-hmm. but looking at the physical limitations of the medium, mm-hmm. I realized that at the very least I would have to divide it into three sides, which is not anything I wanted to uh-huh. do because it doubles your cost. Right. And so when we were looking at the songs we we're gonna do for this one, we were real aggressive with with the uh, with the playlist and with the song time, uh-huh. uh, trying to keep each side under twenty three minutes. Right. So it's been designed for that format, mm-hmm. and we just wanted to actually get there. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> and looking around your house, I see you've got quite the vinyl collection now. I so. do what I can. Yeah. To my wife's chagrin. <laughs> well, vinyl's the coolest. I told you that I had a pretty big vinyl collection, mm-hmm. and I've divided amongst amongst my two kids because they've got the turntables, and Dad doesn't now. So. Yeah. <laughs> Joel, your dad's a pretty big audio. Yeah, he right? just picked up a new turntable. Um, it's surprising, like with eight 
a decent set of speakers, how much light. And he got, because he had a, he got like a tube amp for it too. Uh-huh. Yeah. How much yeah. he just arranged the sound quality. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I wish. Well, and the... $1,000. Yeah. When you hear even the difference between like an MP3 and a FLAC mm-hmm. file, the, the depth... Mm-hmm. When it comes from the source track, yeah, it's resolution. Just, yeah, it's all resolution. Yeah, I listened to a podcast with Neil Young, and he came up with that Pono system. Oh yeah, and boy, he's like anything but MP3. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, I, yeah. I think my ears, you know, I, I've got hearing aids, and now my ears are to the point where I, I don't know how much I can discern from from that now. And I think most of the reason I wear hearing aids is because when I was a kid. I listened to all my almost all my music on headphones, mm. and my parents actually had to come in the room and tell me to turn the stereo down because <laughs> my headphones were too loud. So I think I know where the hearing loss came from. Probably that's that's a pretty safe bet. I can pinpoint that between age twelve and eighteen, Oof. pretty pretty good. So one of the things on dry bones is there's some massive harmonies going on, and I. I wanted to ask you, are you harmonizing yourself, Nat? Are you harmonizing with the other guys? Um, What's the... We haven't been able to get that live yet. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I wanted... We've tried to do it. We just don't have a lot of time to practice. Because, uh-huh. um, I mean, we're all three pretty busy. Yeah. Um, ben works more hours than anybody I know. And uh-huh. he's working right now. In fact. <laughs> um, and I'm... You know, splitting my time between my wife's shop and uh, our church, and we just don't have a lot of time. To oh yeah, yeah. So, like, we're hoping that it'll get in there. Um, mm. But some of the harmony is actually a cheat because there's really just the two main harmony parts that I recorded, right. and then I copied each one, hard panned them to the, each ear, and then ran them through an octave up. Okay. So. Like a really cheater Bonnie Bear yeah. right there. Well, uh, Matthew Sweet did a similar thing okay. a, on his albums quite a bit. Mm. And the funny, I, I've seen him live a couple times, and you don't, for him, you don't really miss the harmonies yeah. when, when he's, because he had, the first time I saw him, he had a band, backup band that really didn't have anybody to do harmonies with him. Mm-hmm. The second time, he had a bass player that was doing pretty good harmonies with him. I didn't really care either way, mm-hmm. but it, it, it was neat on... I thought the harmonies were neat on Dry Bones. Yeah, it's it's interesting recording it, because live, the vocals are almost entirely secondary uh-huh. to everything else going on. Right. Because um, you can't really hear it, usually, because we're playing you know house shows, we're playing basement shows, we're playing in uh, you know abandoned factories and stuff like that. And so like you can't... It's yeah, not like you could hear much of what's going on in the vocals anyway. But now, now they have it on record, it's like the first time it's like, oh, I can actually like mess around with this and add some vocal depth to right. what's going on. Yeah, that's good. So that's how did fun. you guys get together? <laughs> uh, in the first place, uh, I put Spaceships together because I had recorded our first album, which is called I'm a Storm at Sea. It was released about three years ago. Mm-hmm. Only on MP3, which is funny because I don't listen to MP3s either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> didn't want to spend all the money on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so I had recorded this album over a number of years, mostly myself, and I wanted to actually play it live. Mm. Uh, so I got our bassist Ben together and 
um, our friend Wes uh, was playing drums then, and then mm-hmm. he got too busy and he's had to quit. Um, but like almost immediately after we started practicing together, it was it was a completely different mind game than just layering tracks by uh-huh. myself. It was a lot louder, which uh-huh. I liked. Which right. I, I had been in like a post-hardcore band in high school. And after we broke up, like we never really like I never really trafficked in loudness. Uh-huh. After that, it was all just me with an acoustic guitar and a laptop, right. just adding layers and layers and layers. Um, now you've run into Grant Milky over the years. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, we used to run around. Uh, we used to not run around together. We'd bump into each other at, uh, back in those days. Um, my band wasn't playing anymore. But he was in a band called Chapel Hill, which yeah. we were <laughs> talking about the other day, laughing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Those are some ridiculous days. Um, but no, and then, uh, so, when Wes left, uh, and we had a little, we were a four-piece for a little bit. We added our backup drummer as a full member for, like, three months. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it, was, it, was good. it was good while it lasted for the two shows we had. Yeah. Uh, but they both, Wes and Zach, both got super busy and mm. had to quit, like, right after the same show. And right. so... We had a show scheduled, and I was just trying to find a drummer for that show, and then also, like, you know, if you could join permanently, mm-hmm. that'd be nice. And so Joel was actually one of my students <laughs> in mm-hmm. my History of Pop Music class oh, okay. when I was teaching. And so I sent him a message. It was probably a couple of years after you oh, yeah, class. Right, right. It was, mm-hmm. he graduated and he was out, but I was like, you said you'd play drums, right? He's like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I need a drummer. <laughs> so, uh, and Time Hop reminded me that yesterday was our first show with him. So oh wow! It's been just a little over a year now. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So it's been it's been good. It's added a lot. Um, there's a lot of ma- what are some of the bands you listen to? Because I can never keep them straight. Man, um, <laughs> are we talking about like influences? And like- talking about. He's just always like listing off these math rock bands that I just have no idea of. He's sending this video of like just him playing all these like polyrhythm parts uh-huh. and like every part of his body is playing in a different meter. I'm like, okay, all right, you're probably good enough. <laughs> but can you play loud? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that That's actually one of the things I wanted you guys to help school me on because this old guy doesn't understand any of the genres that you associate yourself with. <laughs> Post, the, well, you don't you don't listen to post gays, man. Yeah, well, slow math. Well, the funny the funny thing is is when I was interviewing Letters from Earth, yeah. Kyle mentioned math rock a couple times, and it just totally went all right. the way. I, it didn't even yeah. register with me. And then my brother starts talking to me about listening to it and saying, "What's this math rock crap?" And, <laughs> and you know, I know I know rock, I know punk rock, yeah. I know new wave, I knew. I know metal and yeah, it's def- it's a subgenre. Um, it came out around the same time as like post rock. Uh-huh. Also, it's really tied into like the early stages of emo, uh-huh. um, which is really weird because you wouldn't guess anything now. But like American football was definitely an emo band and definitely a math rock band. Mm-hmm. Um, but so it was a lot of the really early stuff. Really more focused on more complex chords okay. uh, than just like the typical rock groups and punk groups going around. And so like everybody's just playing these power chords and, mm-hmm. and you know, math rock groups like Slint and uh, 
Jawbox. I don't know if anybody would consider Jawbox. <laughs> I, I remember when, group. I remember when Jawbox when first came out. Yeah. That was 90s. But yeah. but they uh, Slint was like in that idea, uh, in that same scene as like Fugazi and Jawbox. Uh, they started using more complex chords, uh, started adding some different time signatures in there. And then ever since, since then, it's gone beyond just... You know, what time signature is this or what chords are this? Mm. Now into like, all right, how many different rhythms can all of us play at the same time? Right. And it's So it's 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 kinda like prog rock without yeah, the sure. without the twelve with, minutes. Without the without the connotations yeah, that yeah. prog rock has. Yeah. Uh it's I mean it's definitely progress it's a I guess if you have to use the word progressive, it's mm. definitely um math rock and Progressive metal have a lot of overlap. Now I can I can picture shoegaze because yeah. I have listened to music and done shoegazing, so I can <laughs> I can I can identify with that. Well, yeah, and it's it's all like in the early '90s, all these British bands had all these effects pedals, mm. and they started calling it shoegaze because everybody's just had to look down at their pedal board. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's so it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't even go to what the listeners doing. No, not at all. I mean, a lot there's a lot of swing. It's pretty calm, mm-hmm. and pretty loud. I mean, my bloody Valentine was probably the best known shoegaze group. That yeah, played very gentle pop music, but very loudly, uh-huh. um, <laughs> which is a nice. I like the dick. Just as an aside, have you ever heard of a band called A Place to Bury Strangers? Yeah. I haven't listened much to them. I keep. Were they an older band? Because there was another band in the 2000s with a similar name. I believe. I, I believe they've been around a little while. They just got some. They just got some traction because I saw them at like. I it was like two o'clock in the morning on that uh, Carson Daly overnight show. Yeah. Um, and they played live, and I've been listening to them a lot ever since, and. They're they're very layered, very um, yeah. I, I, and they're I think a lot of folks would consider them a metal band, but they remind me of a modern version. You may not have ever heard of these guys, but uh, a band from the '80s called the Jesus and Mary Chain. Oh, they, I love yeah. Jesus and Mary Chain. They're I mean they're like what out of the '80s. I took pretty much Jesus and Mary Chain and Matthew Sweet, and those are the ones I always go back to to remember the 80s so that's yeah i i just absolutely love them and the uh a place to bury strangers just emulates their distorted sound and right well but they're a little bit more talented than (laughs) than than the reed brothers i I mean the reed brothers like it was i mean the idea of just playing what were essentially Beach Boys songs with just yeah. loud guitars. Yeah. But they were, yeah, Jesus and Mary Chain was like the first band that was called Shoegaze. Okay. So Psycho Candy was sort yeah. of like the first Shoegaze. Yeah, album. yeah. Well, I, I tell you, I was, yeah. I was a, what was I? I was in my 20s mm-hmm. when Psycho Candy came out. That's and true. this guy brought the LP into work. And told me I needed to take it home and listen to it. it was, I lived in Indy at the time, and it just changed my life. I mean, yeah. and and then the funny thing is, they followed up with Darklands, which is totally different. Oh yeah, totally different album. And they both stand on their own as just 
probably two of their best albums. Dark but Times has been on my want list for like two years. Yeah, <laughs> I've actually my brother got me the LP, the blue, okay. the blue LP. Yeah. So that means I have to get a turntable. There you now, go. So. There, you, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's that's great stuff. For nothing so, else. For yeah. <laughs> Darklands and for the Son of Man pressing. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> As far as the vinyl pressing, mm-hmm. you're doing an Indiegogo uh, promotion for that. Yeah. And I want to make sure you are able to tell folks how to get there and the fact that you don't have to buy an LP to get in there. You can get the digital music. Uh, yeah. I actually went in and got the digital music package with the sticker or whatever so that I can uh, mm-hmm. decorate my car with more stickers. There you go. I need to order those. <laughs> We haven't had any stickers yet. For years, we've been a band. Um, but yeah, I mostly just use Indiegogo as um, just a way to keep track of any of the pre-orders. Uh-huh. Um, so it's not necessarily like you don't need to go in and buy a record. Um, or I mean, even if you don't want to buy a record, you could. <laughs> yeah. You, or if you don't have a record player, you can buy the record. And right. Just have it as right. like a collectible. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, there's there's a also just a straight donation mm. on there so if you believe in, at least in what we're doing mm. you want to help us out you want to support local music you can just donate without having to worry about listening to us right if you don't want to right <laughs> how could somebody not want to listen to you after listening to dry bones come on <laughs> well people have their reasons <laughs> So let's talk a little bit about the local music scene because yeah. I've been talking to lots of different bands, lots of different genres, and I was at a show last night at the Acorn Theater with Starheart and yeah. Paul Erdman, which was just a wonderful show. Well, and, Paul and I go way back. Oh yeah, yeah. We were we were in high school together. We uh, we talked about putting a band together. We, oh okay. I mean, we were in a band together. We just uh-huh. practiced. Yeah, for like two years. <laughs> Well, what I'm seeing in the in the local music scene is that there is just a ton of talented mm-hmm. artists with original music that yeah. are putting out good stuff. Yeah. And it's a little frustrating for me because I still see the bars with the cover bands Ugh. full, and and yeah. then we we go out to see one of you guys and fortunately the acorn was pretty full last night right I was, yeah i was i was gonna be pissed because we got there a little early i was gonna be pissed if if it wasn't full because acorn's got a good promo team behind them yeah because i was i was pushing it pretty hard it's myself not seen, but yeah <laughs> i don't know if we can play the acorn people like it <laughs> i think you could i don't know they but, had eric gales there and he's loud is he loud yeah He's, a, he's a, got like a bluesy player. We but. get a little metal sometimes, though. Yeah. <laughs> Just a tad bit. Might yeah. be a little bit of like Dylan at Newport. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like Jimi Hendrix opening up for the Monkees. Yeah. <laughs> but so we've got this, yeah. we've got this scene of just tons of creative people. And I don't, I get a little frustrated that they don't, you can play like a, a 50 seat venue and right. and that doesn't allow you to actually pursue pursue music as a career so what do you think is going to be the tipping point to get people to actually embrace man i don't know local indie um, music yeah i feel like it's just a majority of people aren't into that music scene um mm-hmm. that that style of music yeah. i guess 
unless the radio picks it up. True. Right. And then that's where a lot you get 14 people, bands playing the same thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of people use the radio as a medium to like, I don't know, that's where like their, yeah. their music taste come, comes from, I guess. Well, yeah. you, brought, you brought a friend of yours who like only listens to U93 to one of our shows once, didn't you? <laughs> I brought a lot of yeah, I mean, like, there's one person who's like, oh man, I, I didn't even realize, like, this type of music existed. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I didn't even know music could sound like very, that. Very, very sheltered, I guess, yeah. when it comes to music. It's not a lot of people are that like to explore, I guess, uh -huh. that kind of music. What's up, Adam? Hey, Adam. Adam Rashka <laughs> from Upstate just walked oh. in. Hey, He's Adam. Us on our hey. Album. We're doing a podcast. How are you? He uh, he engineered yeah he engineered our album he's gonna okay. gonna mix it shout out to Adam what's up <laughs> but no I feel like there's already a lot of traction in the first South by South Bend festival or Sounds by South Bend mm -hmm. I mean if we're gonna call it if we're re retroactively gonna call it <laughs> Sounds by South Bend right there was the first South by South Bend festival seemed to be a very insular thing like mm -hmm. it was still only people who played music or went to see music mm. were, um, see Adam uh, it was still only people who were already going to shows that were going to mm. it. but it was like everybody who went to shows went to this one festival uh. then the second year though it seemed like there are a lot of people I saw out for our set who I didn't expect to come out to a show mm -hmm. for one and Two didn't expect them to dig us. <laughs> uh, it was like this group of like hippie chicks with like their hula hoops that you always see. At oh yeah, iron. yeah. We're then like they're during our set. I'm like, how are you gonna dance through this ten eight section? Uh, but they did. Uh, like, all right, they loved our set. <laughs> all right. Uh, but then you know, going to River Lights this past year, I mean, U ninety three was a sponsor for a local music festival uh, that you know, thousands of people came to. Right. And I think that is a huge deal in itself. Right. Um, and I actually, like, I was somewhere U93 was on, and there was, like, a local music promo that mm -hmm. they had. Oh, wow. It blew me away. I, 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 think, I haven't tuned into U93 since the kids were right? out of grade school. So. <laughs> but I think, I think there's definitely a tipping point, um, and it's... I think people are, are starting to catch on. There's been this idea um, among a lot of, of the creative people in town, especially uh, about seven years ago, I was with a group of people who said, you know what, like this town could be really great and have a really thriving arts and music scene if mm -hmm. we just invested in it. And right. If everyone just didn't move away right. trying to pursue fame elsewhere right and, and that does seem to be happening yeah and yeah. like this the last seven years like since we all had that conversation it's really what's been happening i mean because mm -hmm. paul I, i'm pretty sure he was living somewhere else for a while and yeah then moved yeah back yeah uh i know trey gray who engineered the starheart album that just came out um was down in nashville right doing stuff and he just moved back right up. and just people are uh you know, planting creative people like musicians and artists are are planting themselves in South Bend yeah. as opposed to just leaving and coming back yeah. occasionally. Um, like Tom Nania is another great example. Like went away to mm -hmm. guitar school, 
came back and now he's building guitars in South Bend. Yeah. And right. I it's of course it's going to take time for like the consumers to figure out mm-hmm. that you know locally sourced stuff is good too. Yeah. But I, I feel like it's happening. Right. I definitely feel like that's one of the things I'm noticing is I interviewed Steve Martin from Ignition Music. Steve Martin. A couple. The jerk. No, no, Steve Martin owns the other Steve Martin. Yeah, the one, the one, that, the one that owns Ignition. Not Music. the actor. Different guy. <laughs> but one of the things I noticed because I go to a lot of shows at Ignition yeah. are the the gray hairs are starting to <laughs> embrace the newer music. Yeah, and they are the ones that have the purchasing power to actually mm-hmm. a buy a ticket, b buy media, buy an LP, right. and stuff like that, and then maybe they're kids or grandkids could follow suit Mm. i got into a band and drugged my daughter to see him first (laughs) in uh, richmond virginia and then i drugged my son to see him second and they both are huge fans now so i think there's there's more of a appreciation among older generations for like i mean the term handmade is just what I want to go to, but like, it's still like that DIY ethic ethos. Like you're still doing something on your own. Like you're making something that is yours. Right. Um, You don't have 15 different writers. Right. Exactly. Like you're not like, you know, going from whether it's, you know, farm sourced food or, Mm -hmm. you know, Tyson chicken, uh, or whether it's local music, but it's, and that, I think it's catching on a lot with a lot of the consumer driven culture that a lot of, you know, teenagers and college students are coming out of and realizing probably mm-hmm. isn't the only way to do things. Right. So what do you, what do you hope to do with Son of Man? If you could say what your, your biggest goal is putting this out, what, what do you want to do? I mean, I want to press a hundred records and sell them. Okay. That's what I want to do. Okay. I don't. We're not trying to get famous. Like, okay. We're not trying to quit our jobs and do it full time. This is this is just a hobby for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. this is something that I love too. Right. But I don't know if I would ever pursue music as a career. I did. I tried for a little <laughs> bit. I actually moved to Chicago after graduating college, and or, and I was recording stuff and making calls to distribution centers and going to open mics and just trying to, you know, work the street and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just wasn't, I mean, cause, and that was almost all I was doing. Like I was working for my roommates catering thing every mm-hmm. once in a while, but the rest of them, the rest of the time I was trying to make an, my income with my music, whether that be selling it online or whether it be mm-hmm. playing in the subway. But like I decided at one point that, you know what? when I finish this record that I've been working on for three years, like, I just want to give it away. Like, I don't want to try to get rich off of it. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I decided that I wasn't going to make money for music anymore, I experienced a second birth. Like it was, I I was so burnt out on trying to write and trying to record and trying to play music that I just don't ever want to do that. Okay. I don't. I, I don't want to try to do that again. Um, I think there's something really delicate about the way music is made. That when you bring money into it, it sort of cheapens it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And that cheapens because, like, I'm not going to say that someone shouldn't get paid for a show. I mean, we're going to get paid for a show in a couple of weeks. I have to fill out a W-9, which is weird. Uh-huh. Um, but it's not <laughs> the first W-9 that we've had to fill out. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's it's not like I want to make it my career. Um, and I don't think that doing it part-time or doing it as a hobby cheapens it. Not at all. I mean, because there's still... still yeah art that's being made well most of the bands i've talked to really only have one foot into it mm-hmm. and they're 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 doing other things the the passion for the music is very evident but yeah. the, the only two of them that i've talked to are really really hitting it pretty much full-time that's paul Ehrman mm-hmm. and shiny shiny black yeah. they're i mean they're they're going i mean through. nate still even works at the theater, right? Doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. So like, he's well, still he, he like, does sound. He's working in the industry. Yeah. He's not. It's it's a peripheral right. thing. It's right. not like he's making all of his money from his band. Right. Right. And they've got an EP coming out mm-hmm. because they didn't have time to do anything full length because they got two little ones too. So. <laughs> that they had one of them while they're recording the EP. Yeah. <laughs> We've we've played we've played with Shiny Shiny Black a few times. That's yeah. another band I just really identify with. Right, they, they just seem to get it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's when I was looking out the cost for the campaign because mm-hmm. um, we were trying to raise three thousand dollars, and that's money for to get it mastered. Mm-hmm. That's money to get it pressed. That's right. money to get liner notes printed Mm -hmm. that's money for my friend who's going to do who's working on the cover and money for upstate Mm -hmm. and then after we get all that i mean we're basically breaking even you just want to break even (laughs) i just want to break even like after all that gets paid then we start then we'll start getting paid and we'll probably use that to you know buy other equipment yeah (laughs) it's not like we're gonna buy a house with it right you know but i mean We'd like to, we'd like to like do some shows in other cities, like, you know, that we can drive to and back Yeah. Uh, the same, the same night or maybe like the next morning. But if it ever got to the point where like we could tour, that would be sick. But like maybe <laughs> like a short, a short tour, <laughs> a little, yeah. a short tour. I'm not, and I don't think. Day I'm, trips, right? Yeah. <laughs> trips. Well, like maybe like a week tour. That'd be cool. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that. Now the next step is like getting into towns like Chicago and Grand Rapids. Yeah. Which like, when I say like towns that we can drive to and back, like those aren't bad towns to play in. Yeah. (laughs) Fort Wayne, Indianapolis, Grand Rapids, Detroit, Chicago, Milwaukee. That's a pretty. Yeah. Fort Wayne's music scene is kind of doing the same here. So that's. Yeah. I've, I've got some friends out in Fort Wayne that I'm sort of watching from afar Mm -hmm. and it's. Uh, my other band, Dad Jokes, is gonna play in Fort Wayne. We mm-hmm. recorded some of our EP in Fort Wayne, and we're gonna go out there for the Skeletons Fest mm-hmm. uh, in October. Um, but it's just there are a lot of friends uh, that um, I've made through different bands that come through, right. uh, through Pat Quigley, who runs the Wells. Uh, venues mo- does most of the booking at the wall. Right. Uh, he just has tons of people that he knows from when he was touring that they just come through and uh, play at the well now. Right, <laughs> so I've met right. a lot of those people. That's cool. And, but yeah, just 
and Grand Rapids has had a similar scene. Mm. Kalamazoo's got a pretty good scene like that. Right. They played open Kalamazoo with dad jokes also. Yeah. It's a lot easier to book stuff when there's seven other people, in the, or six other people in the band. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's only three of us in spaceships. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> It's easier to get places, though, when there's only three. It's, it's a lot easier to get places. <laughs> yeah, the trip up to Kalamazoo was a nightmare. Because yeah. like, how many people can we fit in this van? <laughs> okay, so somebody's going to have to leave a spouse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not everyone's families can come. Yeah. I'm sorry. I kind of understand your whole break-even theory. Because yeah. when I started the podcast, I, I, I got this cheap mixer and i got my recorder and stuff like that and i actually convinced my employer to pay for it oh yeah by making them a sponsor they were very gracious to do that but then i started doing the studio and i wanted a couple cardoid mics and i wanted furniture in the studio so people would be comfortable and i wanted it to look nice so now i'm at the point where well maybe i should start some sort of a campaign because i'm in the hole right now (laughs) By a lot, yeah. so uh, yeah, I'm I'm thinking on the same lines as you, and but yeah. I really want <laughs> I really want the podcast. I, I don't want to actually in quotes monetize it. I, right, I do right. want to make sure I, I do I would like to break even, right? But I want to make sure that this is really just a way to get word out about good things in the Michigan yeah, yeah, area. Yeah. I, I don't wanna I, I, I don't wanna become a, a talk show host or something like that. <laughs> I wanna come to your house and talk or right. you come to my house and talk and and if something new comes comes around and we get together again and talk. And right. because people are there are people who are actually interested in finding out what's going on locally yeah. and that's positive. Because right. you can turn on the news and hear who got shot in yeah, South Bend, nice. who got shot in Elkhart, and all that every single night, but that's not all that's going on. Of course not. Yeah. So, and that's, yeah, I've, I've had some friends who are living out of town uh, tell me. There was, uh, we had a couple break-ins. There's one here and one at the shop. Mm-hmm. Um, one was actually, well, the one here was actually while Ben was living here. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> one of the... It was a weird next show that we had. Yeah. <laughs> I had some friends uh, who have who grew up here and moved out. I was like, man, you got to get out of South Bend. Like, this, all this crap is happening. I was like, uh, you don't know what's going on. No. Like, you don't know what's going on. Like, it's, it's really now, like, I was telling my wife the other day, because uh, she also grew up here and, like, she was in the same conversations mm-hmm. a few years ago about, you know, investing in the city and digging it, dig, putting your roots here. And like, we're walking around and it feels like the city that I, we were walking out of the pop-up cafe at Lang Lab mm-hmm. is what it was. <laughs> and which was the hipsteriest thing ever, like walking out of this abandoned building yeah. with this 24 or this one day cafe uh, in it. Um, but like we were either walking out of there or walking around downtown and I remarked to her as like, it feels like the city we wanted it to be mm-hmm. seven years ago. Right. And it's gosh, <laughs> I, um, I sometimes can't even believe that we're in this place, uh, as, as a community mm-hmm. where just so much, innovation and creation and um, just success is mm. happening 
in South Bend, which is the city that you left when you when I was growing up. <laughs> right. Like right. no one no one wanted to stay. Yeah. Like that wasn't an option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got a couple kids that did that. One's nine hours south, the other one's nine hours east. Yeah. But that they wanted to get out of Mishawaka. So. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, I grew up in Granger, but yeah. it's like the whole idea, the whole. I, I actually never went to downtown South Bend until I was in college. We, you know, my like, wife was, and I have been in the area for. Uh, I've been in my home for twenty, almost yeah. twenty four years. And we didn't do much downtown South Bend. There I wasn't went, much to do. Yeah. Well, I went <laughs> not until recently. I went and interviewed Drew at uh, yeah. South Bend Brew Works, and I'm like looking around. And I said, "Well, there's stuff." So we came to a mm-hmm. first Friday, and yeah, we we actually head South Bend a lot more than we go anywhere else now because it, there's so many yeah. places you can go there within walking distance, and mm-hmm. we can get our Pokemon and. and, and <laughs> All that kind of stuff, yeah. and so it's, it's really coming together. And I interviewed Jeff that opened Reopen Vegetable Buddies mm-hmm. too, and he was that. just amazed at how supportive the other businesses are. Yeah, and well, even if he's it's next a, door to McCormick's, yeah, they yeah. have competing shows all yeah. the time. Yeah, but like they're fine with Vegetable Buddies. Oh yeah, there. yeah, <laughs> and even though they are like in quotes competing, um, they they know that. McCormick's yeah. is going to get this audience for this particular right. band, and Vegetable oh, Buddy's going to get. They're not. They're not going to have. It's not the same group. group right. Group of people. Right. <laughs> well, my 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 time at Vegetable Buddies, I saw a lot of gray hairs. So yeah, <laughs> along with me. So. <laughs> there you go. But no, I remember it wasn't that long ago when. Like Fiddler's Hearth was the only place downtown worth going. Oh right, <laughs> that was yeah. Oh no, I I used to go there all the time in college, and that was it. That yeah. was the only place. Yeah, <laughs> I'd go to Fiddler's. I'd maybe walk around a little bit, and then I wish someone would do something with the State Theater, and then go home. Yeah, <laughs> but that's, yeah. that's mostly <laughs> that's all that happened. Yeah, um, but it's just crazy, just how downtown has blown up and i mean we want to see the rest of the city succeed also mm. but it's 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 moving in the right direction yeah there's definitely good energy and i i, I really don't like the word gentrify uh that much it doesn't feel like a gentrification yeah it seems like they're they're, they're attracting obviously they're attracting uh millennials right which my age group i'm a baby boomer is <laughs> The things they say about millennials is well, you know, a they they're a they're lazy, yeah. b they don't they don't care about their community, right. c they they don't do anything that is worthwhile. Well, maybe and if the baby boomers if the baby boomers wouldn't have given us all those participation trophies, maybe. right? <laughs> but that's not what I see. What right. I see is people. I, I I see people like like you. The, the letters from Earth through and things like that. You guys are working full-time jobs. You are in your community, mm-hmm. so you're, you're helping your community. You're doing your music, so you are, from morning till the time you go to bed, you are doing stuff. And people like Grant. Grant qualifies as a millennial, and he's out starting his own business and doing... I, working as hard as I've ever yeah. seen anybody work. So. I know more millennials who have started their own businesses than any other generation right. combined. Right. Probably, I mean, because the jobs weren't there when yeah. we got out of college. Yeah, yeah. 
it's easy for people like me to look at young people. It, it, it would be easy for me to look at young people and say, well, they're not the same as me, so they can't be good. Yeah. You guys have a different way and a different passion, and it's not getting up at 6 o'clock in the morning, going and punching a clock, mm-hmm. and then punching out, having yeah. dinner, watching TV, and go to bed. It's mm-hmm. which, which is pretty much the way I grew up. And I don't have that sensibility anymore mm-hmm. either. I feel like a lot of it is that we were raised with this big message of money isn't everything, do what you love. Uh huh. And now that we're actually doing that, people are giving us people crap for it. <laughs> people are people are looking down their nose. Gosh, I I mean, I mean, all the, all the articles you see about millennials is like millennials aren't buying diamonds. Why? <laughs> well, because they're artificially infla- the price is artificially inflated because uh-huh. we broke. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw one that was like millennials aren't eating cereal. It's like. <laughs> This, are you going to scrape the bottom of this barrel really? Yeah. Like, is that as as low as you're going to get? Uh, are you just going to keep on digging? Right, they, right. Of course, they've kept on digging. Yeah, of but course. But it's just, I don't know if there's anything millennials can do that baby boomers won't complain about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm in the minority, but uh, it's, nah, it's interesting. I've, I've met more. I've met more. It's fine. Yeah, it's it, it's interesting because we we get together with our friends and some of the conversations that go on. <laughs> and just shaking my head, but mm. and they just they just don't understand. They they don't understand the way the world is changing. Right, and it's happened many times. Mm-hmm. You know, it it happened happened to my parents. You know, it happened to us. And you can choose to embrace it or you can fight it. And. <laughs> And if you fight it, you're going to lose because you're you're the one that's closer to death than the, than the <laughs> other. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that sounded kind of bad, but <laughs> it's just true. Do you guys have any uh, live shows coming up local here? Uh, yeah, we've got a few. We're playing at McCormick's September second, which this will probably okay. I've already aired. That's Friday, right? That's this Friday. Yeah, that this will. This yeah. will that will this already have passed. Out, yeah, we've got playing at Rebel Art Fest in uh-huh. River Park on the seventeenth. Oh, cool! Put on my wife and I are putting on our very own arts and music festival. Oh, neat! So come out to that, yeah, everybody. It's going to be like this Saturday, I think. Uh-huh. <laughs> when this airs, yeah, mark your calendars. <laughs> uh, we're playing in Monona Lake. Uh, the 24th, and then we're playing a New Paradigm in Elkhart with Lotus Worth and yeah. Pat Quigley yeah. and Lucid Lions and yeah. Grant Milky booked it. <laughs> so, everybody we've talked about already. <laughs> well, it's funny because when Grant started booking for them, he pegged me for, oh, for bands, and I, I gave him a long list, and I, I took care of all the genres for him. Yeah. I, 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 no, I, he messaged me. He was like, I've been out of the scene a long time, man. Who's playing these days? Yeah. And I gave him a list, and he was like, all right, do you guys want a headline? I'm like, sure, all right. And then we went, and then he got back to me with all these bands that we love playing with. And like I told him, it was like he invited me to go to his party and then invited all of my friends yeah. to go to the party. Yeah. So that's going to be a fun show. New Paradigm, October 15th. And they've got great, great beer on I'm, tap. I haven't made it out there. Yeah. Yeah, we, uh, we went to see Elephant Rescue, and it was our first time yeah. in there. And Well, I think it was actually our second time. I think we'd gone once before to eat dinner. They've got all the beers. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I really appreciate you guys sitting down to talk to me. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Awesome. And I over. can't wait for the uh, album to come out because I, good. I tell you what, Dry Bones, guys, check it out. Just check out the Spaceships page and Facebook, Facebook.com slash We Are Spaceships. Yeah, We Are Spaceships. And thanks, guys. Yeah, so. thank you. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details.